Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of A Dose of Inspiration. Today, we have our first repeat guest joining us, Beth Ratio. You all may remember Beth from the last season. And if you haven't had a chance to check out that original episode, definitely go back and do so. You may also now know Beth over on Instagram, where she curates a beautiful blend of humor meets vulnerability and authenticity. Her approach is so refreshing in this sometimes overly curated world of perfectionism. Beth has this natural nod to realness I think we can all appreciate. So in today's episode, you're going to be hearing her talk a lot about what happens when we change, how sometimes that can be hard for us, hard for people around us, and what that's really all about, and how to be open to finding joy and open to loving things that we've never maybe loved before. This is such a fun, refreshing episode. I cannot wait to share it with you. This is one of those conversations that will leave you feeling better than when you arrived. Without further ado, please welcome Beth. Hello and welcome. We have our one of our BFFs on this podcast, Beth, back with us today. Hi, Beth. Oh, hello, hello. Honey, I'm just tickled to be here. I love it. The energy immediately goes up. I am feeling it. I'm so glad to talk to you and to connect with you again. This is like literally an awesome day. Wonderful. I feel the same. I had so much fun doing this last time. Oh, it was just great. And you know, I mean, hell, I got a lot to say and so do you. So what better <laughs> way to do it? That's right. We, yeah, exactly. I know. And I, yeah, I agree. I agree. I think you're a natural at, well, obviously sharing, connecting, talking. What do you call yourself? A sometime comedian? Uh, curator of change oh. and sometime comedian. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And you know, the change is kind of what was on my brain today. Like, the seasons are changing. I've been really changing lately. And I know you just had a change in directions mm. not long ago, which I'm loving. And um, it got me pondering how change can have such a negative stigma with it. Mm. And it, or it has for me in my life, you know, I was brought up to where you were raised in this religion, you were raised in this town. You went to school, you chose a career, and that's all of that was supposed to stay the same forever. Mm. And it just crushed my soul daily. Mm-hmm. I thrive on change. I love learning new things. I love meeting new people. I love living in different places. Hell, I rearrange the furniture in my house and paint the walls. Like change is so good for me. But for so long, I felt like there was something wrong with me, Renee, because I thought there was, I thought there was something wrong with me because I was not satisfied. Mm. Oh, yes. But it wasn't that I wasn't satisfied. I'm, I'm very grateful. I'm always satisfied. But I just think it's human nature to want to learn, to want to, you know, explore and try new things. And that didn't mean something was wrong with me. It meant I was freaking normal, normal. Um, So I, I, you know, I just really have leaned into that and embracing it and loving myself for it. And I want to get the message out to other people that change is a beautiful thing. It's nothing to be ashamed of. Embrace it, go with it, change as many times as you want to. That's, that's growth. And we should be doing that up until our last breath. I love this so much. I love this so much. I am the queen of the pivot. I I think this is why we are kindred spirits because we just get each other. We didn't even have to discuss this, but we just get each other. And that that, that I have, tell me if this resonates. I tried for so long 
to do the structured way, which I do think some people resonate with or naturally, you know, they need that consistency, that structure, that day in, day out. But I was bored and I finally, finally at halfway through my, probably hopefully halfway through my life, I have res I have decided to reside in the fact that I am a spontaneous person and it's fun being that way. Yes. Yes. Right. It inspire other people. Like, look at the example you're giving your children right now. I mean, that's a beautiful thing, Renee, to give them that role model of their mother, this beautiful human who is not afraid to be different, who is not afraid to pivot, who is not afraid to change, because that's what makes her soul happy. I mean, that's a beautiful gift you're giving those kids and everybody else too. But I was just thinking, especially how great for your children to see that. Well, I receive it because I think here's the thing. I was thinking about this maybe like last birthday, I think about how I tend to vacillate between being, um, kind of a tight controlled person, believe it or not, where I want perfectionism to, it just naturally kind of wants to come through. And then this playful, spontaneous side, which I kind of packed away for a really long time, or I felt like, um, yeah, I felt like you did. Like, it was just like, oh, well, that's not the way we do it. So, you know, I'm going to just put this to the side. So yeah, I hear you. I've been reflecting on this and I love the timing of this. I'm going to tell you, I had a message about this specifically, but keep going. Tell me about change. Like, so did it used to be something that you felt like a little uh, shame around a little like, oh, I'm not. Oh yeah. Like my sister, who is an amazing human, um, from the time we were tiny, she wanted to be in law enforcement. And that's what she did. She grew up, she did it, she retired from it. Everything she said she was going to do, she did it and she never wavered from it. She doesn't like to rearrange furniture in her home. She doesn't like change. So here I am, this polar opposite. Mm-hmm. And constantly felt like there was something wrong with me because I couldn't nail down those things. And I will say something you just said hit a nerve. So I can be completely OCD control freak too. Mm -hmm. And that is an anxiety thing for me. Mm -hmm. That is that internal struggle of, am I going to let myself be free or am I going to keep my shit in this tight little box, keep it together? And I don't know about you, but for me, I had a child at 20. I became a mother at Mm. 20 years of how the hell that child's alive and amazing. Mm. I don't know. But so I had to do it. You know, there was no choice like, okay, I've got a child. I've got to do this career. And I'm very thankful that I had, I was a cosmetologist, did it for 25 years. Very grateful for it because it allowed me being self-employed to have the freedom to go to his ball games, to do the things, to work my own schedule. But it was never my passion. The people were my passion. But I mean, shit, I don't even comb my own hair, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was a time frame that I had to do that. And, you know, now my son's 29 and completely independent mm-hmm. and wonderful. And I'm so proud. But there's still that internal struggle sometimes of, wait a minute, do I have, do I need to get things back in control? What, you know, so it's always in there, but I definitely think the more you talk about it, the more you say it, the more you embrace it, the easier it gets to just go with the flow and the evolution. And since I decided to go with it, um, we sold our house, we changed towns, I, then the pandemic hit and I decided I was going to be a realtor, which I'm so proud of myself for doing. I love it. Because, you know, the exams are hard and that was something. So I'm not good at sitting and reading contracts and blah, blah, blah. So I think I needed to prove to myself because 
one of the things that my family always would say, well, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? They were not supportive of the move at all. And I really felt like they were saying, you're not capable of doing anything else. If you Mm. change careers, you know, you can't do that. So I think for me, part of that was I needed to show myself I could do it. And then I need to do it as well. You know, I mean, show them as well. So anyway, I did it and I did it for a year and I freaking hated that shit, Renee. (laughs) It was so not me. Like high stress, you know, the market was insane, whatever. So I decided, okay, we'll see what happens. Then my dad died shockingly on December the 29th of 21. Mm. And I immediately reverted back to, I need some stability. Everything's flying out of control around me. I need stability. So I actually accepted a nine to five job at, um, a fancy retirement community here in in town and it was doing hair again, which I didn't want to do, but it did serve its purpose. I was there for about six months and it gave me some structure. Like you can't lay in the bed and cry today. Right. Go to work and you focus on other people and lifting them up. And so I did that for six months. And then finally I was like, changing again, I'm done. And So I quit that. And then I was a caregiver for a year, which I loved, but it's not what I'm meant to be doing. So I just said, you know what? I'm putting everything I have out into the universe and we're going to see where it takes me. I've kind of pivoted, you know, I'm still doing comedy with my social media, but I also want to, you know, incorporate like encouraging people to change, not be afraid motivate people, show them that at any age you can change it up. And um, so that's just kind of where I'm, I'm at with it. Yes. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. I mean, you're such a creative inspiration. I get, I mean, I love your sense of humor. I love your just, you know, just no frills real with a side of spiritual and, and creativity and, I think, and I I think you probably resonate with being called like multi-passionate, right? Or you have like different interests and it's hard. I too, I love learning. I love getting my feet wet with things. I try them on. And a lot of times I kind of get, I fall hard. I get excited. And then I'm like, yeah, no, it's done. That was it, you know? And and I do think that the outside world looking in sometimes, especially if that is not their process, can sometimes have like questions or curiosity. We're freaking crazy. We're lunatic. <laughs> We're unstable, you know? I mean, I get that all the time. I've even had some people who were closer in my circle make some comments to me that I had to kind of step back and process and be like, they didn't mean that hurtful. That's that's coming from their feelings about themselves, not me. That's right. That's right. Um, But it's, it is really, I don't know. It's just so interesting how as society, we have more information, we have more technology, like we can learn anything we want to learn on a device in our phone. I mean, in our hand, on our phone. And yet there's still this stigma of not changing your mind, not growing, not expanding. And I can't. I can't be okay with it. I just, I want to do anything I can to let people know, hey, let your freak flag fly. Try it. Like you said, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But why not try and see? I don't want to get like 85 when I can't get around. Well, I mean, hopefully I'll still be turning cartwheels and shit. But you know, I don't want to look back with regret because I didn't try new things. I don't, I don't want to do that. I don't. I wanted to say something, but go ahead. I was, you know, I want to look back at my life and giggle and think you were a lunatic and you had fun and you touched people and you inspired people and you made mistakes. But I think that's a beautiful thing to share too, is letting people see 
your mistakes and be like, you know what, that was the wrong thing to do, but I learned from it and it doesn't define who I am. It was just a mistake. Um, So yeah. You are such a nod to realness, Beth. That's, I mean, that is what people want. They want the real deal. They don't want the shiny, perfect curated shit anymore. They want the real deal and you are a nod to realness. And you know what? There are plenty of people that'll teach you how to do the formula X, Y, Z to get this result, to have this place, to do this career, whatever. You know what? But you're a good time. And you know what? That is just as important. That energy of fun, laughter, creativity, that is a a state of being that is so needed because of so many reasons, but that is just like, that's, that's, that's a gift. That is a gift. Yeah. Um, I went to a retreat with Lisa Sarek, which I yes. know you did a podcast with. Love Lisa. Oh my God. She has, she's been so good for me, but anyway, you know, her thing is soul gifts. Yes. And I had never looked at who I was as a gift. I had looked at it as a curse, maybe, you know, mm. because I couldn't be still. I couldn't be in one thing. I was bored, whatever. And she made me realize those are our gifts. And that's what we're supposed to share with the world. And I, you know, I've really struggled with the social media thing because everything is so perfect and curated and the, you know, the filters and their homes perfect and their, you know, their body looks perfect and the way they shoot and stuff. And, you know, I thought, do I can't go that way. I can't be that. That's not me. And I want people to see that there are real people out here. There are, you know, and share it, whether it's good, bad, ugly, or what, because I think that's so much more important than these people, you know, sharing their Amazon list or what they bought at anthropology and fake eyelashes and no, no shade on any of that. Like everybody needs to do what they want to do. But I think there is a definite need for realness. Um, and so that's just what I'm determined I'm going to keep being. And if it works, it works. But Dutton will pivot again, but I can't, I just cannot change that about myself. I refuse. And um, we love you for it. Well, thank you. I'm not kidding. It's a, it's potent stuff you got there. And I know you were talking a little bit about leaning into the social and I, I, you know, it is so um, refreshing. Yes. All of what you shared and what you are and how you present is so refreshing. And I say, go, go for it. And then, yeah, you know what? If you don't feel it once you get there or things point you in another direction. I think that what you were saying a few minutes ago about people being resistant to change is interesting because again, I don't know, you know, how that develops or where that comes from. If it's just personality, if it's how they were raised, you know, all sorts of probably factors involved there. But I think that there are a few things at play that kind of um, trip people up because they're afraid of the unknown. Big one, obviously. We all, our little humanness loves certainty. We love to know that if we take the class, we get the job that we went to the class for and everything works out, right? But then you got people like us that take the class, get the job. And then we're like, well, we're not going to be miserable. (laughs) Like, like, like screw this shit. We're not going to be miserable just because we got the job. Like, no, you know? So I think that there's this permission giving going on with our um, messaging where it's like, you don't have to see the whole path laid out. Uh, to take that messy first step, right? And I know you're taking some messy first steps. You're feeling into some things right now. Um, yeah, I mean, what's current and, you know, uh, bringing you life right now? Well, um, I have gotten back into 
creating as far as like painting and refinishing furniture. I, I have always loved that. But of course, due to careers and structure and all that, you know, you don't have a lot of time to do those things. And it's something that brings me so much joy is to make something and look at it and think that is beautiful and smile every time I look at it. It doesn't matter if anybody else likes it. What matters yes. is I'm happy with it. And once you start creating, it's like little, I don't know, lightning bolts going off in your brain because then you're creative in this way. And then you've got this idea. It's like, it just starts this revolution. And, you know, I've been painting, I've been redoing furniture. I'm getting my sewing machine out today. I hadn't done that in a long time. So that has been really good for me as far as keeping me excited. And it helps with the fear of the unknown because I, I don't know what I'm going to end up doing in six months. I don't know what my future looks like. Nobody does. Nobody, but you know, yeah. And, but those kind of things keep me so happy. And of course, meditation and all the stuff too. But like, it keeps me believing like, this is okay. You can't be this happy and this centered and this grateful and it not be okay. You know? Yes. So um, that, um, that's been big for me lately, which I kind of wanted to talk about your pivot. Are you? Yes. Up for yeah. You interview me. I love this. Ask okay, me things. So, okay. So, <laughs> like what, you know, you had the podcast before and you had your social media page and whatever. And then what about six months or so ago? It's, and I'm just guessing I started seeing this shift. Now, yeah. what, tell me what you've got going on and what led to that. I totally, I totally appreciate that. I totally appreciate the question because you're also like, what's going on? Cause that is kind of me. I, you know, I pop up, I say something and then I kind of go back to my little creative cave and, you know, hang out and create things like you that are just like, so I literally dream about what I'm going to create in the morning and I cannot wait to get out of bed in the morning. Like it's, it's a definite space that I have started to spend a lot of time in. But yeah, I mean, I have done so many, I'll call them like micro pivots because I've always been about, um, I've always been about empowering people through, you know, looking at new perception, new uh, perspectives and, you know, putting themselves out there and trying something different that's a little bit on the fringe or a little bit, maybe not the, you know, mainstream path. I'm big yeah. on that. You know what I mean? I'm a little bit of a rebel when it comes to that. So yeah, I mean, I definitely, as the listeners know, if they've listened to any of the other podcasts, I've definitely embraced helping uh, people learn how to incorporate microdosing psilocybin specifically, which is mushrooms. And it's been something that I, well, I personally was doing it for, I think about it over a year before I started really even talking about it beyond my immediate, you know, family circle and friends. But I, um, yeah, I, I did a, a, a certification to become a practitioner to help people with, if they, uh, you know, want to start a, an intentional protocol. So this is very different than taking something recreationally. And I, I love to support people who want transformation in their life, even if it's something like embracing more creativity, that's a major thing. Um, or, you know, maybe having been through something hard and they're looking for a fresh start and looking to break through sort of that stagnant place that they've been hanging out in and you yeah. know, connecting with people in that way has been so inspiring. So yeah, thank you. I mean, I've, I've definitely also to your, you know, back to the creativity. I all of a sudden just got these messages that were like from many different people, places, my own intuition, my own higher self, like you need to do artistic things. So that is, if you focus on that, everything else, like you said, will fall into place. And so that's where I've been spending a lot of time. And I yeah. love it. I'm so much, I'm so much lighter and happier in that. Yeah. Space. And it's, you know, I think the, for me personally, 
microdosing. I've done it before. And um, it helps you open up and change your thinking about so First of all, you got to change your thinking and be open to trying it, which to me is so funny that, you know, people have no problem going to the doctor and getting a prescription for something that offers no real therapy, no real evolution. That's right. But there's this stigma, you know, with the microdosing, which I think, of course, is getting less and less every day. But it has helped me work through trauma, work through guilt, work through fear, see the real me instead of what other people projected on. Yes. And the creativity, like you said, it's, it's mind blowing. And I love that you are somebody I can connect people with now to help guide them through this because it's just like people are so terrified, but when they have somebody to help them and guide them and walk them through it and hold their hand and stuff, like it's a beautiful thing. And I'm just so glad you're so excited when I I fell out. I love that. And I love that you shared, you know, your experience and your, um, you know, uh, yeah, your, your experience with it, because it's, I think we are uh, collectively going through a really positive shift right now where we realize that over the past, I don't know, however long, right. Like long time, um, you know, some of the things that we have openly been doing and, ways of taking care of ourselves really haven't served us to the point that maybe we hoped or thought or were sold that they would. So I love your, you know, open-mindedness, of course, and in, in talking about this and, and yes, and thank you for trusting me with your people. And in, it, that means the world to me. I love connecting with another person who is like, look, here's the deal. I'm here and this is what I'm hoping this will do. And all I'm doing is really holding holding space and, you know, allowing them to have their own process with someone that says, yep, that's okay. You know, that's all good. That's, that's where we're going with it. So yeah, I appreciate that so much. I think that, um, one thing I, I had come through in uh, a channeled message from, um, her name is Sarah Landon and she actually channels, um, she channels, um, a collective of actually like, uh, extraterrestrials and she's, but she's very like, I love her, Sarah Landon, look her up. She's great. She's very like, um, she looked, you know, she looks very unassuming and like what, um, you know, I think she used to have like a career in tech or something. And then all of a sudden started getting these messages and she's like, wow. Um, so anyway, she had uh, a message that, um, came through in her, uh, just, and I don't listen to her all the time. You know, isn't it funny how you just kind of tune into something when you need it, but this actually is exactly the vibration of what you were speaking to. And the message was like that. I, I know I can count on my soul to orchestrate beyond what I could ever figure out from my human perspective through my mind. And the message really was about being open to finding joy and loving things that you've never loved before. And I'm like, that is a perfect kind of bullet point to put on the end of what you were sharing. Cause it's like, yeah, be open to it. Right. But like people are so quick to judge things they know nothing about just because society has deemed it not acceptable or whatever. And I love that here in 2023, people are becoming more open and the microdosing helps you open up, but just the fact that that's a thing now, you know, um, is really beautiful. And yes, I mean, joy, I just, the world has been so heavy for the last three and a half years. Actually, I mean, longer than that, between politics and pandemic and wars and natural disaster, you know, it's heavy and we really need to be able to find more joy, but in simple things. Yeah, it has to be some extravagant, you know, you don't have to go on a trip and stay in the penthouse, go out in your yard and lay in the grass and just listen, listen to the birds, listen to the wind blowing through the leaves, you know, that's joy. And 
I think a lot of the good that's coming through the hardness of the last, I don't know, five, six years, whatever, people are embracing more simple joys. I see so many more people gardening that I used to never see, you know, they didn't know anything about Yes. And they would message me and I'd be like, shit, I don't know anything either. You know, I'm just learning as I go. We can learn anything on Google. So, you know, there's so many more people who are doing that. So many more people who have turned to yoga and meditation and all these things that I think are meant for us to use and not pushed on us from, you know, a big corporation that's trying to sell us something or whatever. It's just what we naturally should be doing that doesn't cost anything. I love and, that. Yeah. Finding joy in those things is just so important to me. I just, honestly, I just don't need much to be happy anymore. And I used to, you know, I would, I mean, I think that's the thing, just like wearing makeup, you know, I have no problem with people wearing makeup. I say, do live your life how you want to. Mm -hmm. But I used to feel like I had to wear makeup, especially mm-hmm. because I was a hairstylist. You know, you got to wear makeup. You got to have your hair fixed. You got to have, you know, this outfit. And my thoughts on that have changed so much to where I don't even know the last time I put makeup on other than lipstick, which my Sisu always told me you have to wear. You look dead. <laughs> you look but, dead. I feel know, that way about I, mascara. Yeah. But I mean... <laughs> There's also going to be times that I want to play makeup and get fixed up and that's okay too. But it's something that I have changed my thinking about that I'm, I'm really happy with. I don't even know how in the shit I got onto that. Well, <laughs> and it doesn't matter. Cause we, we all went there with you. The one yeah. thing I was going to say that you spoke to is that, uh, the willingness to slow down and not to force or struggle and just to be present with the things that bring you joy, I feel like is where we were going. And I actually have a specific gardening question for you today, my friend. Okay. We're, we're shifting gears that someone has asked me. My beautiful sister has asked me because she is so of the earth. She understands these things. Whereas she tells me things and I'm like, I don't know if I can do it. You know, and she's like, yeah, you can do it. You can do it. She asked me, she said, I want to know if Beth plans her garden. And I don't have the specific question in front of me, but plans out. Is this going to make sense in gardener language? Like plans out your strategy for the season, or Mm -hmm. if you just are like an organic role with it, intuitive kind of girl. You know the answer to that. (laughs) I totally roll with it. I, you know, usually, so in the spring, I start bringing everything up from the basement that I've kept alive. And usually at that point, like things need to be separated, you know, they, they just keep expanding. So Uh I kind of lay everything out and I just start placing and looking and going and vibing it in. And it's different every year. Sometimes it changes through the season. I move shit around, but I've never had a plan with my garden. I think that is, and that's totally my thing because I know there are people that do and that's fun for them. I don't, I've never planned. And, you know, you, you fix one area and that inspires you to do something with another area. So it, it all just kind of builds, but it's organically. I've never, yeah, I've never planned anything like that. I didn't think so, but we, we, yeah, we wanted to know. Is your sister playing hers? I, a little bit, but I don't know to what degree. Yeah. Um, Cause I don't speak gardener uh, yeah. very well, but she grows beautiful, beautiful flowers in her backyard. And I'm like, wow. yeah, like, I don't know how you, you do that, but yeah, that's amazing. I mean, tell you what they need, Renee. Yeah. I was going to say the garden, you don't plan the garden, the garden plans for you, right? It was just like a little symphony. It it is a symphony and they tell you what they need. You know, if you, it's just like animals, it's just like anything. If you're paying attention, everything tells you what it needs. You know, um, like I'm looking out at my flowers right now and I see one that the leaves are kind of curled up a little bit. It's a little bit like it's not standing up as strong. 
It's telling me like, hey, get your ass out here and give me some water. It's 90 some degrees today. You know? um, I moved some plants around the other day when I was kind of shifting things for the different season, things that were done. And a couple of the plants, like their leaves got scorched because I put them into a place that they were getting too much sun. So, you know, everything, in my opinion, is communicating. Mm-hmm. Ooh, have you seen those videos where they hook these microphones up to like mushrooms? Yes, <gasps> I did. I fell down a TikTok rabbit hole of what listening to mushroom music. Oh my God, how great is that? It was, yeah, this is pretty much, you, you listener, you can't see my face, but I was like jaw drop, like what is happening? It's amazing. Yes. So it's, it's all a symphony. Yes. I saw a TV so show. Um, I think it was a mind of a chef, but I'm not positive, but it was this restaurant and the man foraged for all the food, you know, he foraged for all the little things. I mean, and then he, you know, whatever he foraged is what was on the menu that night. Mm -hmm. He hooked up a microphone in the forest where he foraged and recorded like hours of just the forest. And he had plates made out of a fallen log or not plates, but I guess like what you would put your plate mm -hmm. on. I'm not fancy. I don't know that shit, but so there's a slab of wood and you put your plate on it. Where he, had you? A, he had a speaker put into those wooden pieces. And what? while you were dining, he played the sounds of the forest. I, I need I, to know. Cold chills. That shit right there is nothing but spiritual. Can you imagine? Oh, that's a spiritual experience for sure. Yeah. Which I love that he was doing that with food. Yeah. So that's what like everything is talking to you. Everything's communicating. You can find spiritual connection wherever you are if you're open to it. You know, my husband I, and I. That's right. My husband and I were at a music festival this weekend, and I don't go to a lot of those because it's so many people and it just zaps me. But this is a really small one that I usually do go to with him, and I love it. And there was just this little, I called it my secret path, but there was a little path behind the stage that cut over to another side of the festival and there were bridges and there were wind chimes and there were little seating areas. And I stayed out there almost the whole time by myself, giggling, cutting up, meditating, like music in the background. It was shut. And it was just, I'm in the middle of a music festival with people losing their minds, dancing their hearts out, you know, fast. And I'm as zen as I can be because I'm open to it. I found my little spot, you know? Oh. And I told my husband, I was like, this is my safe space. This is where I'll be. When you get That's off right. Street, I'll still be here. <laughs> and it was great. It was great. Talk about like uh, uh, the best of, of, you know, being there for the experience and then nourishing your own soul in the process of yeah. finding your peace. Which I tell you what, that shit took a long time to figure out, Renee. I mean, I had never like, I didn't know anything about band life. I had never been to a music festival. Um, and then, you know, we got together and I'm having to do all these things and I shouldn't say I'm having to I'm getting to experience all these new things and it took a while to figure out what was good for me and what wasn't good for me and how to find the balance in hey I want to hang out with you because you're my person but also saying you know what that one's gonna zap me so that's mm -hmm. no um so it's been really interesting and it's funny too because you see people that a festival absolutely fills their cup back up. You know, the music, the dancing, the connection, the people, the da-da-da-da-da. Whereas for me, it can really deplete me pretty quickly. Oh, yes, ma'am. Um, That's right. Yeah. So it's funny to see how different everybody is with their needs and stuff. But yeah, it's it's been interesting being married to a band member. Uh-huh. Sure. Yep. Yeah. My dad was in a band my whole life and... My childhood experience was very much like going to music events. This was, yeah. of course, mostly in the 80s. Uh, so back then, you know, 
it was, it, it was a little bit of a different experience, I think in of itself. Um, but yeah, that's a, that, that's interesting. So you're more of a, I'll call like, I've been, um, I don't know, for lack of a better word, labeled like a, an introverted extra or no, an e- introverted extrovert. Like I'm very happy left to my own create, you know, my own little projects and creativities, but then, I mean, I can, I can talk and carry on and, you know, connect and when I want to, mm-hmm. but being out and getting fed by crowds and no, no, that's not happening. 100%. And I actually made a video while I was sitting in my little nature space this weekend, because I was thinking about that because I can meet somebody at a festival or at a, at a venue, whatever, and be okay. And then the next time I see them, I may be just weird as shit. And they probably think like, what's wrong with me? But it's because I'm a vibe person. And, you know, if I'm hungry or if I'm tired, or if I've had to talk to so many people face to face and hear their stories and absorb their energy and whatever, I'm just zapped totally. That's right. So, um, yeah, it's it's interesting how I don't know where I was going. Well, and I think you're you're it's interesting because your social media definitely leans towards that energizes you, like being out on the internet, connecting, laughing, and sharing with people that fills you up. Though I love that, but I also love it because I'm usually at my home in my little right. happy place, and I'm not absorbing. And I can cut it off when I need a break and then re-engage when I have energy again. So that social media to me is like this perfect place to connect with people because it is, I do believe I'm meant to connect with people. I'm meant to help. I, I, you know, I truly believe that I'm always everybody's psychologist, psychiatrist, whatever therapist. Um, But being able to do it, on on my terms and on my time and from a distance and then be in my space while I feel back up has made all the difference. Yeah. Um, you know, best, when I, best of both worlds. Yeah. Cause when I did hair, you know, I mean, oh, all, girl, yeah. Yeah. That's full hours on 10 hours a day on your feet in other people's energy, touching them, listening to them. You know, I mean, always had two or three people going at one time. People would come just to hang out. Like it was, I think that's one reason I am so content now being alone Mm -hmm. is because such a large portion of my life, I spent giving so much away and not focusing on me that now it's nice to be able to say, I can do this for X amount of time. And then the rest of the day is mine. I'm going to go out here in my damn garage and paint and flits around and, you know, whatever. Yeah. Yes. Fill uh, yourself back up. Yeah. Yeah. It's a beautiful so, thing. It's a beautiful thing. And I think that, you know, that's like one of the best parts of getting to this kind of middle phase of life, so to speak, is you kind of start to realize what you need to, to rejuvenate yourself and you don't apologize for it. And you're not trying to keep up as much with. Listen, I have every right to keep up with anybody. I no. don't like, I am so done with that life and I'm happy about it. That's right. But I have, you know, one of my friends, one of the BAM wives, she loves crowds people go and fit like that's how she feels up and we're just polar opposites in that and it's great because she understands how I am and I understand how she is so it's all good but it's we couldn't be more different in that aspect so yes I wish I wish there was a way to learn that at a younger age or that you know even I said why is yoga not taught in school yoga and meditation mm-hmm. um because I truly think that's when you start really discovering yourself and learning to really just be still with you and mm-hmm. your thoughts and open up. And, you know, I think that would be so helpful for the younger generations if they could have those experiences and learn, you know, to be open to all that. 
and accept themselves for who they are at such a younger age. I, I mean, feel you. I feel you. I think that there's a lot of antiquated stuff being done and taught and it like, yeah, I don't know. I hope that there, I think that there will be a shift. It's just a matter of when and what that'll look like. And, you know, and then you've got people like us. Yeah. Yeah. And people like us that are like starting, I don't know, we've been at it a while, right. We're in our, our wise, you know, uh, woman years where we're starting to help maybe those, you know, just not even help, but just by example, be like, yeah, this is something that, you know, might, might want to introduce a little earlier into the equation. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you get the opportunity to do that with your podcast and social media. And that, you know, that's kind of what I want to do with my social media is show people there's, you can live any way you want to. You can change as many times as you want to. There are no friggin' rules. The only rules are the rules you put on yourself. I love that so much. That's yeah. beautiful. That I think that bookends what we have been talking about. But I do want to ask you as we're wrapping up, what else is anything else that Beth is into has going on that you are just like, I want to shout this out. So I'm um, my cousin April and I, who's always been like my mm-hmm. sister. We, she used to have a store and it was a consignment store. She's great at fashion. She's great at, you know, she doesn't like wasting or fast fashion. She likes to repurpose and reuse. And then I had a store one time called Funk and Junk, which was, oh, oh yeah, baby. Yeah, that's baby. a name. That's a name right there. Uh-huh. But it was repurposed, recycled, resale, whatever. It was ahead of its time in the small town I was in. And, you know, I didn't like being tied down. But now we have this perfect opportunity. She and I started a booth together. And it's at a store in downtown Winston, Design Archives. And we don't have to be tied down to it. We just keep our old stock and whatever. And when we were, we came up with our name. This is so the way we are. We're riding down the road laughing about something one day. And I'm like, let's start a business and call it Sister Stoned Eclectic. (laughs) Let's do it. You know, one of us was like, our motto can be, we're not sisters, but we're probably stoned. (laughs) We came up with the name and the motto before like, yeah, before we even knew for sure what we wanted to do. But we've started that now. It's been going for like two or three weeks. I can't remember exactly. And it has been so much fun. And, you know, so we get to get out and meet all these cool people because we're picking and we're digging and we're mm-hmm. reading. So I've met some amazing people doing that. Um, I'm getting to take stuff that was probably going to end up in a dumpster or a landfill or a wood pile or whatever and repurpose it and we're just having a lot of fun. Oh my it. gosh. Where's HGTV? They need, they need you. This right? is like, like, hello. Don't the people, they? the people need this. They need this need from you. Come on. I'm and telling you. Our thing with that too is again, see, you know, I've, I've got some furniture I've already repurposed and or redone and some that I'm doing. But the thing of it is, is I'm not trying to turn around and sell it for three and $400. Like, I want people to understand everything doesn't have to cost a lot. Like I may have gotten that table for $6 and I sanded it and I painted it and I, you know, put the polyurethane on it and the whatever. Now it's $50. That's a fair profit. That's not, you don't have to go spend a fortune to create stuff and you don't have to spend a fortune to support small businesses and, you know, buy stuff that, has been repurposed. So that's another one of my things is that everybody thinks they've got to have the biggest house, the biggest car, the newest, this, the, that, that, that. I don't, I just don't care about stuff. You Mm -hmm. know, my husband and I have a small house, a small yard. We live very frugally. And I love that because we're leaving a small footprint. We have everything we need right here. And I can grow enough food for however many families I need to in my yard because I can figure out how to do that. But I don't need grandiose. Yeah. I'm happy and grateful every day for our little small plot and the simplicity of it. And 
you know, you get on TV and it's like, oh, we can remodel this and it's only $150,000. Dude, average people can't do that stuff, you know? So I like inspiring people to do things themselves for a fraction of the money. Well, people need like me need to know how to do that because I don't know. And I will go out and I will buy some overpriced shit because I don't know how to do but, but it also might not be your passion. But if it was your passion, if you wanted to do it, right. there needs to be a space to do it. You know, I mean, That's it's, true. you know, you've got different gifts, but if you wanted to do it, you can find out how and not have to do, you know, the go out and spend too much money or whatever. So, well, yeah. what is the Instagram for your sister, your stone sister? That is Sister Stone Declective. There's a military jet interlude here. Hold on. All right. I think it's good oh, now. Heard it. Yeah. Yeah. Nice little, little break there. Sometimes they come flying down the coast and it's like so loud. I'm like, yeah. So Beth, this has been, as always, medicine for my soul. Thank you for talking with me today, sharing yourself, sharing so much with everyone as always. I love this so much. And thank you for giving me the opportunity. You know, I can could talk for hours. We could talk for hours. Yeah. Yeah. This is, this fills my cup uh, being here with you. And I am so excited as you continue to grow and expand and reach more and more people that totally want and need your vibe, your messaging, what is uh, a good way for people to find you on your socials or wherever? It is Beth's Boho Life, and I'm on Instagram and TikTok. I am more active on Instagram. Um, it's weird. I have way more followers on TikTok, but TikTok kind of requires more posts. It's a lot more work. Yep. So I'm more active on Instagram, but I am on TikTok as well. And I'm on Facebook, but my stuff just shares to there. I can't, right. There's no way I can respond to comments and DMs on the three platforms. There's just not. So Instagram is the main one. TikTok is the next one. And um, I would love for everybody yeah. to come get along and, hey, let's change the world. We can make it better together. Oh, there you go. I love that. That's yeah. that's right. Thank you, Beth. Thank you for being here. We'll catch up again. Thank you so much. So much love, dear. You too, hon. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post on social media, or leave a rating and review. It would mean the world to me. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me over on Instagram at feelgoodwithrenee. Thanks again, and I will see you next time.